Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew concludes his sermon series on the second epistle to Peter with this sermon entitled, Grow Up, the Last Council of St. Peter, preached August 25, 2019. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to the second epistle to Peter, chapter 3, beginning with verse 17. Grow up. St. Peter's last counsel to the church. Grow up. I was reading Martin Lloyd-Jones and he said, you cannot grow up unless you are born again. There is a church in France and the pastor said there are people here who are not born again. And I say the same thing. There are people here not born again. Cry out to God. And he will have mercy upon you. And when you are born again, then you can grow up in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Apostle Peter denied Jesus three times. Jesus ministered to him and strengthened his faith. Peter grew strong in the faith. He loved Jesus more than his own life. As Jesus prophesied, he suffered martyrdom by crucifixion in the power of the Holy Spirit. Many people believe in Jesus to get wealthy and healthy and famous. Such people fail to understand the cost of discipleship as taught by Jesus in Matthew 16:24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up the cross and follow me, meaning follow me to death. To grow in faith, it is necessary for one to be born again. If a so-called Christian is not born again, He cannot see or enter the kingdom of God, the sphere of the rule of God and eternal life. Such a person is dead and lives in sin. Regeneration is the work of the Holy Spirit. A spiritually dead person can only sin. He can do nothing to please God. Unregenerate people are enemies of God, under the wrath of God, children of the devil, and they have depraved minds. As we read in Romans 1.28, Furthermore, since they did not think it worthwhile, To retain the knowledge of God, 
he gave them over to a depraved perverted twisted mind to do what ought not to be done regenerate people grow up into godly men and women and they know the word of god through the lens of god's word they defeat the lie of the devil true believers are the light of the world they know truth as well as the lie of the devil spiritual termites are fake christians in the church they are ignorant of the gospel and they are unstable because their faith does not rest upon the rock jesus christ they do not trust christ love christ or obey christ they have no need of christ they have money sir therefore fake christians lack foundation and they fall in due time as jesus said he said but everyone who hears these words of mine and does not to them is like a foolish man who built his house on sand the rain came down and the stream rose and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash in due time you will fall away speaking against the pastor saint peter describes false christians fake christians in second peter chapter 2 listen to their characteristics they are false teachers they are heretics they deny christ they are hellbound they are greedy for money exploiters lawless hate the bible ungodly lust driven arrogant slander god and his people despised god's authority and the authority of his delegated authorities parents pastors policemen they seduce the unstable they are ignorant of truth they reject the gospel slaves of depravity dogs that love vomit pigs that love mud they hate holiness they reject christ second coming to judge they twist the truth of the scriptures that's what liberal theologians do in churches and seminaries and graduate schools they twisted to them good is evil evil is good abortion infanticide 
do untold harm forget god's judgment in history laugh at eternal hell live to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season destined by god to destruction slaves of depravity spiritual termites leave the true church in due time or they are excommunicated their philosophy is eat drink and sin for tomorrow we die their destiny is destruction their god is their stomach their glory is in their shame philippians 3:19 they are branches without any fruit they are fake christians they represent the first three soils in the parable of four soils paul writes in galatians 1:8 and 9 but even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you let him be anathema eternally condemned as we have already said so now i say again if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted let him be eternally condemned most churches preach a different gospel he also says in second corinthians 11 for if someone comes to you and preaches a jesus other than the jesus we preached or if you receive a different spirit from the one you received or a different gospel from the one you accepted you put up with it easy enough now listen for such men are false apostles deceitful workmen pretending masquerading as apostles of Christ and no wonder for satan himself masquerades as an angel of light it is not surprising then if his servants masquerade as servants of righteousness their end will be what their actions deserve every true visible church has false christians representing the first three soils of the parable of four soils and representing the fruitless branches of john 15 where we read in verse 2 he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will 
be even more fruitful. And in verse 6 we read, if anyone does not remain in me, fake Christians, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned, sent to hell. The first three soils do not produce any fruit like the fruitless branch. You know what their problem is? They are unregenerate and therefore lack obedience to Christ the Lord. They are hell bound and so the branch is cut off by God. Thrown away. Withers, picked up, thrown into the fire and burned forever. Why? There does not remain in Christ who said, apart from me, you can do nothing. They are unregenerate, unrepentant, unbelieving, disobedient. But true believers are beloved of God and God's people. We are talking about the problem of spiritual termites in the church. Did you hear that, sir? That's the first point. Spiritual problem of spiritual termites. But true believers are beloved of God and God's people. They are beloved of God from eternity past in God's beloved Son. For whose salvation the Son became incarnate, obeyed his Father perfectly, suffered, died, and was raised from the dead. God's elect are actually regenerated, justified, Adopted, being sanctified to be what, sir? Glorified. Spiritual termites cannot deceive God's elect. So we read 1 John 3, 9. No one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed, life, remains in him. He cannot go on sinning because he has been, what sir, born of God, regenerated. 1 John 2, 6, whoever claims to live in him must, what, walk as Jesus did. Standard of conduct. 1 John 3, 3, everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as Jesus Christ is pure. 1 John 4.21 And he has given us this command, whoever loves God must love his brother. Philippians 3.20 and 21 But our citizenship is in heaven. Heaven is our home, sir. And we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, 
who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies. Look at your body and you see how lowly it is, how tired it is. Will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body, glorified. So spiritual termites, second point is, what shall we do? Solution one. How to deal with spiritual termites in God's holy church? Peter exhorts, guard yourselves from being deceived by errors. It is a present imperative. It is our responsibility all of life. It is God's command to his church, guard yourselves. Forewarned is forearmed. We must know the truth of the Bible so that we may detect lies of the devil and oppose it. Peter assures us of the reality of errors in the visible church. He writes, But there were also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you in God's true church. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who bought them bringing swift destruction on themselves. True believers know God's truth and they oppose errors by the truth of the scripture and by the Holy Spirit. A true Christian is filled with the word of God and the Holy Spirit, such people put on the whole armor of God and resist the devil. And when we do this, the devil shall flee from us. James says, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. We experienced it. Time to time, we see them going out or we will put them out in this church. In this church, Jesus Christ rules. Jesus, in the power of the Holy Spirit, obeyed the word and the devil left him. Jesus, by his life and death, defeated the devil and set his elect free from the dominion of the devil as we read in Hebrews 2. Since the children have flesh and blood, he too, that is Jesus Christ, shared in their humanity so that 
By his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and free. Thank God we are free. And free those who are all their lives well held in slavery by their fear of death. The devil will flee from us when we resist him. When we live by obedience of faith. In this church we practice discipline. We excommunicate the rebellious false believers, the spiritual termites. Consider the following. 2 Corinthians 6.14 Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Nothing. Or what fellowship can light have with darkness. Nothing. First Timothy 6. Timothy, guard what has been entrusted to you, to your care, that is the gospel. We preach the whole gospel, the full gospel. Turn away from godless chatter and the opposing ideas of what is falsely called knowledge which somehow professed and in so doing have wandered from the faith and he says grace be with you and Jesus says Mark 13 Jesus said to him watch out that no one deceives you be on God, be alert. You do not know when that time will come. Daily be alert. Second Timothy 1.14 God the good deposit, the word of God that was entrusted to you, guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. We believe in the Holy Spirit. The redemption accomplished by Christ, applied by the Holy Spirit to every elect, beginning with regeneration. Matthew 24, 24, false Christ and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and miracles to deceive even the elect. If that were possible, it is not possible, sir. God will help us to persevere to the end. Acts 20, keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, pastors. Be shepherds of the church of God which he bought with his own blood, highest price, paid for your redemption. I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. Even from your own number, men will arise and distort, twist the truth 
in order to draw away disciples after them. So be on your guard. Deuteronomy 32, in a desert land he found him, the elect, in a barren and howling waste. He shielded him and cared for him. He gathered him as the apple of his eye. God cares for us. We shall persevere to the end. He cares for us as the apple of his own eyes. The elect will persevere to the end. Their foundation is Christ the rock. Isaiah 28:16 so this is what the sovereign lord says see i lay a stone in zion a tested stone a precious cornerstone for a sure foundation the one who trusts in him will never be dismayed eternal security truly understood second Timothy 2.19 Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, sealed with this inscription. The Lord knows, which means the Lord loves those who are his. And everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. God's elect are careful, not careless. 1 Peter 2, 4 and 5, I preach through that book. As you come to him, the living stone, Jesus Christ, rejected by men, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And now solution two. Peter exhorts, grow up in grace and knowledge. Don't be ignorant. Don't be careless. Be a student of the scripture. So that you can say to the devil, as Jesus said, it is written, it is written, gegraptai. It is written in the word. It is written. Again, this is a present imperative, meaning it is our ongoing responsibility. God is commanding us, what's a grow up? A regenerate baby must grow up by feeding on the milk of the word of God. Peter writes, for you have been born again, not of a perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. And he also says, like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. And feed on the living bread 
of the world. John 6.35, Jesus declared, I am the bread of life that gives life. He who comes to me will never go hungry and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. Hebrews 5.14, but solid food is for the mature to the grown-ups who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. This church has four marks. The church that Christ builds has certain marks. This has four marks. First and foremost, preaching of the Holy Word. Truthfully, with authority, by pious and learned pastors. Acts 2.42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Apostolic doctrine. And to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Acts 6.4, and we will give our attention to prayer and what's the ministry of the word. We have two sacraments, baptism and the Holy Communion. And we do Holy Communion weekly. Most churches do not. Discipline, as in the family, so in God's church. Excommunication is part of discipline. And fellowship, fourth mark, love one another, First John 3.16 we read this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need but has no pity on him how can the love of God be in him? Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. Sir, the primary mark of the church is to preach the word that people may hear and obey. Jesus said, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and do them. Like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain came down, streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall. Because it had its foundation on the rock, Christ we read about Jesus although he was son eternal son he learned obedience from what he suffered and once made perfect he became the source of eternal salvation now listen sir I tell you if you don't obey Jesus Christ you are not saved He became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. Let's say it. 
together. Obey him. Oh, the church doesn't require now any obedience. Autonomy prevails, not theonomy, God's rule. If there is no preaching of the gospel, such a church is a church of Satan. It is called synagogue of Satan. In Revelation 2.9 and 3.9. Most churches do not preach the gospel. Only where the word is preached do the people of God, the elect, grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The Bible alone speaks of Jesus Christ. Old Testament and New Testament. Jesus himself grew in wisdom and in grace as he learned scripture. So we read, and the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was upon him. We also read a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots a branch will bear fruit. Isaiah 11, 1 through 3. And we read seven things in this verse. The spirit of the Lord will rest upon him. Spirit of wisdom, number one. Spirit of understanding. Spirit of counsel, number three. Spirit of power, number four. Spirit of knowledge, number five. And the fear of the Lord. Number seven, he will delight in what, sir? In the fear of the Lord. Fear of God keeps us from sinning. Fear of God keeps us obedient. Grace is God's ability, God's power. Grow in grace. Paul writes, God who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved, God's power. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And that's not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Grace is the gift of God and faith is the gift of God. Salvation is entirely his gift. Jesus said no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Without me you can do nothing. Paul said I can do all things through him who gives me strength. What God demands, he provides by his Holy Spirit. Who said that, sir? John Calvin. James says, but he gives us more grace, adequate for every need we face every day. 
That is why the scripture says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Without the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, we cannot have grace and peace in abundance. We cannot have eternal life. Peter writes, Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own wisdom and goodness. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective, unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We grow in grace as we grow in our knowledge of God and Jesus. That's why we read the scripture every day, sir. Many chapters. Sometimes five, sometimes six. A daily, sir. The Hebrews writer tells us, let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive what, sir? Mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. We need mercy. We need grace. And he gives us when you ask for it. And Paul writes to all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints. Listen, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. He gives you grace. He gives you mercy. He gives you Holy Spirit. Friends, who is Jesus that we must know him? So let me tell you. He is the eternal word who is God. He is given the title Lord, which equals to Yahweh in the Old Testament. And he forgives sins. Only God can forgive sins. He is worshipped. The apostles worshipped him. Only God is worshipped. He is the eternal son of God. He is the creator. He is savior. He is sinless. He is man. He is king. He is Christ, the anointed one, prophet, priest and king. He is Lord. He is judge. He is the seven I am. He said... He is the living bread. He is the light of the world. He is the gate for the sheep. He is the good shepherd. He is the resurrection and the life. He is the way, the truth and the life. He is the vine. And in John we also read, Before Abraham was, I am. He is eternal, I am. When we grow in grace and knowledge, 
we bear fruit of obedience. That's how you test yourself, whether you are born again. If you are born again, you will hear and do the will of God. Otherwise, you are not born again. You can only sin, you are dead. We bear fruit of obedience by the Holy Ghost power as branches vitally united to Christ the vine. We bear fruit, more fruit, much fruit. Apart from Christ, one can bear no fruit for the glory of God the Father. Paul says, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. He also says, therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, you see, (laughs) obeying is not optional. God requires of us every day. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, (laughs) but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for, because, it is God who works in you to will and to do according to his good purpose. The elect are regenerate who produce 30, 60, and 100 fold. Fake believers do not obey God. They are unregenerate. They are thorn bushes. That's their nature. Thorn bushes produce what, sir? Thorns for the pastor. Pastor, go and minister to thorn bushes and they pierce your hand. They speak against you. They are unregenerate. They are thorn bushes, not good soil. They are not vitally united to Christ. Paul says, or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ, Jesus were baptized into his death, united with Christ in his death, burial and resurrection. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live, what sir? A new life. New life. Because we are vitally united with Christ in his life and his death, his burial and resurrection. And who raised him from the dead? Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 11. Who dwells in us and enables us to do the will of God. Jesus said, if you obey my commands, you will remain in my love. Just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. And in Hebrews 5, 8 and 9, we read, Although he was son, he learned obedience from what he suffered, and once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Without obedience, you are a fake Christian, unregenerate, 
only can sin all the time. Dead, dead, dead. You don't open the Bible to read it. Those who do not obey our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ are unregenerate and so unfruitful. They are what, sir? Antinomians. Now, listen. True believers do the following. You can get an edited copy of this sermon. They worship God regularly. They hear and do God's word. They fellowship with the saints. They are edified and edify others. They read the word daily. They delight in the word. They pray daily. They help the saints sacrificially. They share gospel with others. They engage in self-examination. They receive Holy Communion weekly. They give generously for the cause of the gospel. They read writings of godly saints like Calvin. They meditate on the scripture. They train their children in the word. They believe in household salvation. They practice the kingdom of God in the home. That is the rule of God. They honor and obey pastors. They grow up in the grace and knowledge of the Lord. They are rich in good works. They make their calling and election sure. And they persevere to the end. The fourth point is praise, doxology. All God's work he does for this purpose. We praise him. We worship him. We glory in him. Finally, Apostle Peter gives Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior the highest praise found in the New Testament. Jesus Christ is God the Son He is creator and redeemer. He is perfect God, man. He forgives our sins. He is one divine person in two natures. He is prophet, priest and king. He is the risen one, risen from the dead. He is seated at God's right hand. He is coming again as judge and savior. He is given all authority. To him every knee shall bow. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So Peter says, to him, to Jesus Christ, be the glory both now and forever. Amen. Amen. Let us do all things. I was reading Lloyd-Jones and he asked a question. Do you do everything for God's glory? Let us do all things for God's glory, for the glory of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, 
Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time and on and on forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish it. To him be all glory. Heavenly Father, we pray that you have mercy upon us. Thank you for regenerating us. Thank you for giving us grace to grow up in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. O Lord, we do not take credit for anything. We give you glory, both now and forevermore. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Grace Valley Christian Center is committed to the unchanging truth of the Holy Scriptures. We have been proclaiming the whole counsel of God since 1974 through our weekly worship services, our website resources, and our publishing ministry. For more information about our church, to find more edifying sermons, or to order books by the Rev. P.G. Matthew, please visit our website at gracevalley.org.